Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the See You On The Air podcast, brought to you by the team that created learning and wellbeing event Comms Unplugged. Well, we've had a really busy month this month with lots of uh, stuff to share with you in the podcast. We ran five regional taster sessions of Comms Unplugged all around the country. And we have some interviews about those a bit later on, both from a couple of people who ran a session and also from a couple of people that attended a session. We've also got other snippets around uh, experiences at the Comms 2.0 Unawards Masterclass. Uh, we've got our usual focus on well-being, with um, looking at one of the five steps to well-being. But we're going to kick off with a really important topic, uh, which is the MH in Comms Twitter chat that we ran in May. And this was to look at mental health for comms professionals. What an amazing response we had to that. And we ran that jointly with Leanne Aaron, who is a real campaigner for mental health in the comms community. And that's the first thing we're going to hear today is an interview with Leanne about her mental health journey and also about the importance of that chat and being open and honest about mental health issues. Hope you enjoy it. So today I'm delighted to have a special guest with us. It's Leanne Aaron, who is interim head of comms uh, with a fire and rescue service at the moment, and also a bit of a bigwig in the mental health campaigning world for comms at the moment. Welcome, Leanne. Hi. Lovely. That's quite, to... that's quite an introduction. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I first saw you speak at a Granicus event last year where you had a real impact on the audience because you were really open and honest and, and shared some deeply personal reflections. Um, I wonder if you could start off by just telling us a little bit about the experience um, you had that had such a major impact on your own mental health. Yeah, most certainly. Um, well, Granicus aside, because that in itself had a, had a huge impact on my <laughs> life, it seems. We can come on to that. Um I was one of the many communication professionals, among many other types of professionals and people, who were in one way, shape or form impacted by the Manchester Arena terror attack. Yeah. At the time, I was the communications manager of uh, at Greater Manchester Fire and Rescue Service uh, with, a, with a lovely, wonderful team. And we were one of some of the, the many emergency Category 1 responders who responded to the arena. Mm. Um, and it was, at the time, I was fine and, you know, just cracking on with work. and We were all just powering through. And it wasn't until about three months later that I realised that something in me had changed and something wasn't quite the same. Mm. Um, and it was in the autumn of that year. So the arena attack happened in May 2017. And it was in the autumn of that year that I just broke um, mentally and, and in some ways physically mm. and finally uh, felt and then admitted that something was wrong. Um, I was later diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, also known as PTSD. Mm -hmm. um, I was very lucky that I was able to go away to a clinic in the lovely parts of Devon mm. um, and get some support from a fantastic charity called the Firefighters Charity that really not only enabled me to get my uh, my my mental well-being back in check but also really just looked after my whole body because so much of you gets impacted when you're when your mind can uh, experience a period of, of poor 
mental health. Yeah, no, um, it, it does have a huge impact physically. I remember yeah. when, I, when I was off with um, with stress from work, I had you know I had a physical reaction to it. I was shaking and everything. It's really mm. scary, isn't it? It really is. Um, so so that happened then, um, and and I went back to work and and all the rest of it. But it, it wasn't until almost a year later that I that I was talked I wasn't talked into it at all um <laughs> I was I was simply asked to speak at, at Granicus at their big public sector conference and I explained to them that the only thing that I felt that I could really talk about was my experience and they were unlike some and there have been some that are like no thanks um mm. they just said yes please please come and talk and and that day at, at Granicus was the first time that I had ever talked openly about what I'd been through how that had come about the recovery um, how it impacted me and my teams and and all the rest of it and then went on to um, talk about how in private over the six months uh, ahead of the conference I'd been talking to lots of different comms people behind closed doors and capturing their experiences of Mm. sometimes not diagnosed um, poor mental health but just issues related to their mental health and well-being and I was very fortunate enough to capture so many stories and, and created a piece of audio that was really powerful when it was played in that in that arena mm. um, and yeah and, and, and then ever since then I've just been uh, fortunate enough that people have continued to give me space on their agendas and other people have been uh, confident enough to come forward and start telling their stories as well so um, yeah it's yeah, been, it's, been, it's been just amazing, absolutely amazing. It, it, this is such an important topic to address, isn't it? And and I and that is obviously why we uh, at Comms Unplugged we teamed up with you, didn't we, back in mm. May during Mental Health Awareness Week for our MHN Comms Twitter chat. Um, yes, and what an amazing response we had to that, didn't we? I was overwhelmed. I on um, I was panicking beforehand because I thought. We've done loads of promo of it. Comms Unplugged has a huge following. Comms 2.0 has a huge following. Mm. Lots of people who had got involved in the in the pre-shouting about it had great followings. But I just thought, people aren't going to talk. People aren't going to talk. I'm going to be sitting there tweeting at myself. Did, you, just, really, did you really think that? Yeah, I really did. Because <laughs> I just thought, um, I, 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 I don't know. I guess there was a level of insecurity in the fact that actually whilst um i i go out and talk about this there are still very few others that publicly put themselves on a stand that's true and 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 are vulnerable in this way so i was overwhelmed um i just couldn't stop smiling throughout that solid hour where we went over an hour talking about mental health and well-being in comms and then i I was buzzing afterwards My, my head was just about to explode and i had so many personal messages afterwards from people saying thank you and and it wasn't a thank you to me it's thank you to them I didn't make the conversation it was just incredible to hear people and and watch the story unfold online it was it was magical it was lovely it it was it was awesome I mean I think uh have you got the stats to hand um around the engagement that we had that evening I sure have. Um, it was almost 900 total tweets. Wow. Which is just incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, and the, the reach, and I know, you know, we're all communicators, aren't we? Yeah. So we know that sometimes reach and impacts, but the impact could have been all over 2 million individuals were impacted. Wow. Um, but the potential reach of this was almost 500,000. Do you know what? Actually, I believe that. Yeah. I, I believe that stat. Um, 
I think the thing that I loved about this was that there were almost 150 contributors. Mm. That, for me, shouts volumes. Because while we have, um, you know, you can see the top 10 people who, who contributed, people, people like myself and a couple of others who, who are happy to go out and talk about it, the fact that almost 150 people came together virtually on one evening to talk about mental health and well-being and communication you wouldn't get that's that's the size of a conference yeah i know and i mean you know obviously we were we were hoping for a good response but but that was just incredible and what really struck me i think was actually it wasn't just people saying oh yes and agreeing and you know coming up with um tips for you know how to improve things they were actually telling their own personal stories weren't they? they were they were and that was really interesting because i'm just one person i always said it you know i'm not an expert I am one person telling my story and on occasions telling the stories of many other people that either don't feel like they can tell their story or are worried about the potential impact and consequences. The fact that so many people came out to talk about depression, Mm. talk about anxiety, talk about postnatal depression, talk about stress, Mm. talk about PTSD, all these different things. Uh, It was just such a wonderful supportive it didn't matter what your experience or where you'd come from there were people that were contributing who personally had never experienced poor mental health Mm. and and I love that I Mm. love that people felt like they could join this conversation and they could learn something from it um and I think I think that was great the fact that generally most people were contributing as well more than one tweet I think on average you're looking almost seven tweets per person Mm. um I think that meant, for for me, that stood out and showed that people had something to say, engaged in a conversation, uh, went back to someone else and continued that that conversation. I think that's really lovely. I really do. It it was awesome. Uh, And I think, obviously, uh, we're not unlike anyone else in today's very busy workplace in terms of the stress that we work under as comms people. But I think the thing you can overlay on top of that is that we as comms people are supposed to be the cheerleaders, aren't we? We're supposed to stay positive all the time. We're supposed to get everybody um, excited and enthused about things. And actually, it can be really hard to do that when you yourself are struggling with such a, a heavy workload or are struggling with mental health issues yourself. I really agree with you, Sally. Um, quite often, comms people are known as the happy people, yeah. the can-do people, um, the, pe- the fixers. You know, we're yeah. the ones that come along and sort stuff out. I think in comms, we are just expected so often to just crack on that this has now become uh, a topic that we are championing to say, no, this impacts everyone, us as well. This Mm. impacts everyone. And we've all got a role to play in it. I think that really came through in the conversation on the night. A lot of it was coming back to leadership. And that was really Mm. interesting as a leader, I feel like it is my duty and my responsibility to set the tone, to set the example, to go into the workplace, talk about mental health, talk about well-being, encourage my team. Have you had a, have you had a, um, a break away from your desk? Are you taking your lunch break? Let's go for a walk and have our meeting. Do you want to work flexibly? You know, all those sorts of things that can really help. Well, there's clearly a great deal more for us to do, um, but at least things are moving in the mm. right direction. Certainly... With Comms Unplugged, we're, we're trying to actually 
make sure that well-being is actually considered as as part of your development um, as as a comms professional in general, um, and that's what being in the field is all about. And you're going to be in the I'm field. So this, ex- uh, this yeah, year, aren't I'm you? so excited. I, I yeah I, yeah I just I cannot wait. My workshop, which I'm I'm building, inspiration comes at the most random of times. I was out right I was out riding my <laughs> horse the other day, and the girl that I was riding with said something. I thought, oh, that's brilliant. That's I'm going to put that yeah. in my workshop. Um, yeah, perfect. and actually, my my workshop strongly relates into mental health and well being, but it's much more about putting yourself out there. Um, yeah, a little bit like what I had to do at Granicus. Um, to step outside of my comfort zone, talk about something I'd never talked about, and frankly, that I never thought I would. I never, mm. ever set out to do any of this. It just happened. And there were mm. huge personal battles I had to conquer to be able to do that. And mm. interestingly, one of those is around vulnerability. And mm. how vulnerability makes us feel. And I think um, as communicators, we, we risk assess a lot of the time, don't we? Um, mm. And a lot of our job is to try not allow the organisation to be too vulnerable. Um, yeah. And whilst you know, we are not spin doctors, we will not lie. And we all know now that the most impactful comms is the most personal, human and honest communication. But we almost... Like, we never want to get to the point where we have to be so, so honest that we're really leaving ourselves wide open and vulnerable. So it almost goes against our very professional nature to do, to do those things. My workshop builds a little bit on that in the field, which, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to be doing. I'm going to be fascinated to, to hear that and see that. And I'm, I'm, I can't wait for you to be in the field and see what it's like and see what the whole atmosphere is like, because it's, it's unlike any conference you've Yay! been to, even Granicus. Can't wait. <laughs> So we will see you there. Thank you so much for joining us today, You're welcome. Leanne. Um, I'm no doubt we will speak again on the podcast. In the I future. hope so. Thanks Thank very you. much. We spoke a little in the last episode of the podcast about the Comms 2.0 Unawards Masterclass, which uh, we attended as um, award winners. And it's always great to hear some reflections from um, new people to that that community. Uh, it really is a fantastic group of people. And uh, we've got a little clip here from Anna James, who works for David Powers Police for our very own original unplugger, Emma Northcote. She attended the Masterclass for the first time uh, this May 2019 and here are a few thoughts from her about the day. Hi, my name is Anna. I am a police comms officer for Dover Powers Police which if you don't know is in very West Wales. Um, I was introduced to the comms unplug movement when my boss M went to the first one two years ago. She's fully converted um, and through that she's found this really wonderful network of friends and people she relies on for professional advice um, and since then has, has had all these opportunities. So one of those opportunities was the Unawards Masterclass which she gave me the ticket to um, and 
off I trotted to Birmingham on my own um, to a room full of people I'd never met before and I didn't know. Um, I was a little bit nervous because my experiences of conferences and training days and things is that people are generally really nice but there's a little bit of unnecessary competitiveness. I don't know. I just don't think people feel safe to open up about their um, challenges and things. And, and I usually feel like there's people there who are really experienced and know much more than me, are, are more interesting than me. And people won't find me interesting and they, I won't have anything to contribute to the debate. I walked into a room that was buzzing with conversation. Um, I bumped into someone I didn't know and then kind of became friends from there we're following each other on twitter now um and i suppose what i found was because people were nice and willing to talk and i just found that i could engage with the subject matter just all that much more and i felt really safe to ask questions and we had a really interesting discussion on our table and we were debated issues and we were we found that we had shared challenges so i suppose what i'm saying is that because people were nice and felt safe to open up, the debate we had, the conversation we had, the learning that we had was so much richer. Um, and we all benefit from that. Um, so I suppose what I'm really reflecting on is how a safe space can make us all better professionals. If we just talk and we encourage each other and we support each other, you don't know what you're doing for somebody by opening up to them in that way. So, uh, for example, I'm here recording my very first podcast, if you couldn't tell. Um, and that's just one day after being in the warm embrace of the comms 2.0 network. So I would really encourage you to just open up to it. If it's not something you're comfortable with, just have a chat with someone and see what happens. Hi again, Sally here. I thought I would talk a bit about team away days because um, I had one recently with my team and I wanted to cover a few little tips to think about when organising an away day to try and make it as effective as possible. So the first thing I would say is go somewhere different, somewhere that's going to shake up the imagination and just make it feel different. So um, last year, I took my team to Monkey World uh, in Dorset, which isn't too far away from us. This year, we went to the Russell Coates Art Gallery and Museum on the clifftop at Bournemouth. Both of them unusual in completely different ways, but really um, started the day out right and showed that we'd invested in people. Secondly, really important to make it fun and relaxed. Um, it's actually a bit of a social occasion as well. It's a rare opportunity for the whole team to be together away from the actual work setting. So make it fun, but also make sure there is a clear purpose to it, that people can actually see that something's going to come out of it um, and that their input, again, is, is valued and will be of use to the whole team. Next, I would say it's really useful to just draw on some evidence to help you shape the agenda. So, for example, with our Team Away Day this year, we looked at the NHS staff survey results and used those to identify some areas that we wanted to celebrate and maybe do more of, but also areas where we needed to improve and needed some activity to help us do that. 
Next, it's really important to make sure that it's a safe space um, so that you can enable people to be open and honest and uh, and frank with you um, about, you know, maybe what's not going quite so well and also to just be um, confident to share the things that are going well. Um, actually, part of our away day this year, um, we separated the management team from the staff so that the staff could have a separate conversation, which they would report back and talk about afterwards. And the managers had their own conversation. Um, and then we all brought that together um, because that would that would help people to maybe um, talk about things in a slightly different way. Uh, always really important is have a nice lunch. Um, and uh, it sounds very basic, but it is actually really important. Staff will feel valued and invested in if you provide them with a nice lunch. Um, have some of your day facilitated at least, or, or possibly all of it, depending on what you're covering. Um, but it is really useful to have an external perspective and some external help, maybe specific skills that you might need to um, to support you in having some of those conversations. It can unlock that um, conversation. So we had um, someone from Learning and Development helping us with a bit of a session uh, this year, and it worked really, really well and brought a different dynamic to, to that part of the day. Of course, I would say, wouldn't I, that you should include a well-being element, but I do think that is incredibly important, as well as it being um, a, a work occasion and also a bit of a social occasion, it is an opportunity to get away from your desk and actually remember that you need to look after yourself and your teammates. So, for example, last year when we went to Monkey World, um, we had an hour of wandering around the Monkey World Park um, and I gave them all the kids quiz that Monkey World um, provide so that they could you know, have a look at all the monkeys and, and fill in the quiz. Um, this year, uh, because we were by the sea in Bournemouth, we had a lovely walk on the beach first thing to really open up people's minds. And then at lunchtime, there was the opportunity to wander around the museum and art gallery, which was, was fantastic, amazing place, loads of interesting artefacts and things to see. And finally... Your away day needs to be the start of something, not the end of something. And if things are raised and um, people want to try and move certain things forward, then we need to all act on that together. It's not about the manager or managers taking it away and sorting it out. It's about everyone taking responsibility together for making the team the way they all want it to be. So make sure you get an action plan out of it and make sure that you... Um, do some activity and some actions to try and improve things, um, whatever people have raised during the day. Hope that's been helpful and I hope you all enjoy your lovely away days. In 2018, we teamed up with the Government Communications Service Southwest to put on our very first Comms Unplugged taster session. We wanted to give people a couple of hours of unplugging, fresh air and all the benefits that brings and the opportunity to discuss a work-related problem or issue with like-minded peers. The event was so successful that we decided to take Comms Unplugged on tour for 2019. With the help of a number of our original unpluggers, we staged five regional taster events. They ran those events and they were incredibly successful bringing people from the Midlands, the North, Wales, Scotland and the South 
into the comms unplugged ethos so that they could really understand what we're trying to achieve. So we've got a few reflections from a couple of those sessions now. Firstly, we are going to talk to Anna McLean and Joanne Ford, who ran the Scottish Taster session. And then we have a couple of snippets from two people who attended the South session with Georgia and I. And uh, I will apologise now for the less than light breeze that appears in one of those interviews. Unfortunately, I forgot to take my microphone, but I did remember the important thing, the cake. I am really excited to be here at the uh, edge of Loch Lomond up in Scotland, which is amazing. It's a bit of a rainy day today, um, and uh, unfortunately it's been raining most of the day, but it's still amazingly beautiful. So I am up here because uh, we have today had the very first Scottish Comms Unplugged Taster session run by the fantastic Joanne and Anna, who work at Loch Lomond in the Trossachs National Park. Um, and I've got them here with me, and we're just trying to process what's happened today um, because we've had 16 people from different parts of Scotland, um, working in different organisations, coming up and spending a couple of hours with us today um, to go for an amazing, beautiful walk in the rain um, and um, to just talk through some problems or issues that they've got. So just want to try and get a feeling from you guys really um, about what you think about what's happened today. Joanne, do you want to kick off? Yeah, um, I feel like I actually don't, I don't know how to feel other than that I'm really, really happy. Um, <laughs> it went really well and I'm just... Uh, I'm so delighted that, well, first of all, people came. <laughs> of course they came. But, but not only that people came, people came and they, re they, they really bought into it. And what was clear really early on in the session was that actually people are looking for something like this. And up here we, we, we don't have anything like this um, already. Comms Unplugged is obviously unique. And um, in Scotland, in public sector communications there there is a need for this and there's obviously a, a, a desire for it people really enjoyed it they really got into it they opened up they shared um and yeah we're just thrilled with how it went yeah amazing and a, a real sort of mix of people but actually some quite similar issues anna don't you think that the people were discussing about today that's one of the first things that struck me is how similar the experience people um, had and whether that was great things about what they loved about their job I mean I have to say everybody who was there pretty much said I love my job which despite yeah. some of the stresses that come with the jobs and we know that communications is one of the, the most stressful jobs or um, journalism communications some of the most stressful jobs um, in the country but actually everybody really loves their job which was one of the first things that struck me mm. um, big mix of people different kind of sectors but lots of similar and and shared aspirations for more of a focus on well-being mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it was that mixture of um, of well-being, just getting out in the fresh air and then also being able to discuss a problem with someone who might have a different perspective on it. I think um, people came away feeling like they were friends, don't you? Yes, absolutely. There were some and there were some really good tips sharing, mm -hmm. even as a group in the mm -hmm. discussion. We had we had a lovely walk and then we walked down to the banks of Loch Lomond. Mm -hmm. Even despite the rain, <laughs> we stood there and we all got into a really lovely group discussion and, and within that lots of ideas sharing and look, people saying well something I try and do is this and I, I've come away with a few things that I'm going to try so it was fantastic and definitely similar issues and different ways of looking at them so that was just brilliant to see. Yeah and uh, then finally Anna do you think there's, um, there's room for a bit more of this sort of stuff up in Scotland? 
I think there's lots of demand for it. Uh, we were sold out very early on. I think we were the first yes, comms and blood taster yeah. to sell out. And we've had we had a number of people on the waiting list. Yeah. I even had somebody approach me yesterday and say, oh, I just saw it. You know, <laughs> but I actually think it was important to keep the numbers quite tight. 16 yep. was just a nice number of people. The conversations are really important. But there is definitely more demand for this, not just here, across the UK. We've heard that from the other tasters as well. So hopefully this is something we will to do again. But I can't emphasise how much the main event in September is worth the trip of 500 miles. Yeah, it is 500 miles for our Scottish friends. And actually we've got quite a big Scottish contingent already booked to come on Comms Unplugged in September. So really can't wait mm. for that. So uh, let's say goodbye from Loch Lomond. Goodbye! Goodbye! Bye. Hello from the end of the uh, See You On Tour South comms unplugged taster session and i'm here with one of our taster attendees liz pusey um, who is a freelance communications board um, and i've just thought we'd capture a few thoughts about what she felt about what we've uh, what we've done here today at upton country park hi liz hello uh thank you for having me um i think i think this is actually really lovely and something that I would share within the team and colleagues in the NHS and actually all public sector organisations that I've ever had contact with is that it's a really high pressured and very busy job and we talk constantly about taking lunch away from your desk or going for a walk or, or doing things that, that do help your well-being but actually getting to doing them properly and on a regular basis is really difficult to do um, but you almost push us to do that and force us to do that here which has been really really nice um, and as, exactly as you said in the session give you permission to put your phone in your bag not look at it for two hours and just be able to be here and in conversation with people in the moment is, is really good. Yeah, yeah ab sure. absolutely. And I, I think a lot of the time it's it's us ourselves who are not yes. giving us permission, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's you've, there's a there is a constant pressure that exactly as you say it is put on by yourself to keep going and to be answering all of the the, the emails and the texts and the phone calls and be on Twitter all the time and, and be telling everybody else what you're doing. But you, you don't always need to, and it's okay to stop. No, a, a few lovely moments of quiet and yes. some cake always yes. help, don't they? Yeah. Always, always cake. Cake's brilliant in any situation. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you very much, Liz. Lovely thank to you. see you here. Thank Bye. Bye-bye. So I'm here with another one of our South Taster Session attendees. It's Sarah Johnston, who is a freelance communications consultant. Um, I used to work with Sarah, so it's really nice to see her here again. And uh, just want to get your, your feeling, Sarah, for really what, uh, what today has, uh, has done for you. A nice little bit of a wander around, some cake and chat with some different people. Yeah, it's, um, it's left me feeling warm and fuzzy. <laughs> um, having worked at the council for over 15 years, I went freelance recently and was worried that I was going to lose those networks, but actually coming back today from, for the taster, meeting some new people, seeing some old faces, has just kind of put things into perspective a bit more and it's just made me feel that sense of community, I think, just that we're kind of in it together and, and there's no emotion or problem that hasn't been felt or shared by someone before. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose now going freelance, you know, there's a there's a potential for you to be a bit isolated. You know, you haven't got a team that you go in and chat to every morning, share cake with or whatever it might mm. be. So um, so those networks are really important to you. Yeah, absolutely. I think with my fear in freelancing, and that was one of the things I was discussing today, is that I would be just consumed by doing work and not actually building up my own networks and kind of developing my own business and marketing myself. But something like this has kind of just shown me that that's really important. And, and it's easy. Once you start talking to people, that's what we love to do as communicators. We love to talk and we love to share. We love to share stories. That's what it's all about. So it's definitely something that I want to continue. Yeah, and I think what we found around the country with these sessions is that um, people seem to need someone to organise it so that they get together, whereas actually 
you could do it yourself, couldn't you? Totally. But I think something like today has just given us a focus. It's been it's given us a reason to get together. It's um, you and Georgia organised it. You know, all we had to do was get here. You did the rest. You even baked the cakes. <laughs> Always. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was great. It's just having that focus, I think, and to pull us together. Virtual is great, but coming together in person is fab. Yeah, nothing beats face to face. Okay, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Nice to see you again. Bye. Thank you. So next up is our Georgia giving us the next one in the series of little snippets about the five steps to well-being. This time it's take notice and the clip that follows it is a perfect example of how to do that. Hi, Georgia here from Team Unplugged. So you must know by now if you're listening to our podcast that well-being is absolutely central to the ethos of comms unplugged and that's one of the reasons that we're discussing one a month of the five steps to well-being we've already talked about connect and be active and this month i'm going to take you through a bit of step three which is take notice from the moment you approach the comms unplugged field you cannot help but notice what is around you just the green the wonderful dorset countryside is so inspiring there's an amazing view as you come through Dorset towards Corfe Castle rising in front of you and it's so inspiring and just takes your breath away. And then you'll move into these glorious country lanes as you get closer and closer to our field. They seem to get narrower and narrower, really drawing you in and you cannot help but see it and take notice. Then you arrive in our wonderful field and from that moment on there is a real treat for all of your senses. The sights that you will see the greenery, the fresh air, the countryside. It's a real treat. The sunrises, the sunsets in particular are absolutely stunning. The smells and the taste of cooking in the fresh air and, and the wonderful pizza we've got and some amazing street food, uh, all cooked for you in the field. You'll taste it, you'll smell it. Um, wonderful. The smell of a, an open fire as, as we gather around every evening, telling tales of the day that we've had, sharing experiences from our lives, from our work and from the unplugged field. And the wonderful sounds, the bird song in particular is absolutely wonderful. The crackling campfire, it's just fantastic. And of course, the sounds of our fantastic speakers, our workshop leaders and our, uh, each other in you know, conversations you'll have and the discussions and the, and the, and the friendships that you'll make there. And touch the fifth sense so much to notice in our work workshops whether that's a sort of sense of grounding you might get through yoga or feeling a beautiful smooth rock in our decoupage work workshop so so much to take notice of and the beauty of comms unplugged is you have no devices there so you're really really present in that field you can't help but take notice you can't help but really connect with other people in real life and that in turn will help you take notice of yourself, your creativity, your potential, and also your mental health and your learning. You cannot help but take notice through being in the field device-free. And we promise you those techniques for taking notice of what's around you, what inspires you, what stimulates you, and what you need a bit of help with, will give you techniques that you can take away with you way beyond our field.
So we really, really hope we'll see you there in September. Working in comms is generally very busy and sometimes can be challenging, but what could be more tricky sometimes than working in police comms where they do deal with some really difficult issues? Uh, I'm delighted to welcome back to the podcast Andrew Fielding, who is Lead Media Relations Officer at Surrey Police and an original unplugger since 2017. Andrew's had a bit of a tricky week and he shares with us in this clip what he's done to re-energise and rebalance himself after some uh, difficult and challenging work issues. Uh, I hope you can almost imagine yourself in the location where he's done this recording. I must go down to the sea again, to the sea and the lonely sky. I think that's the first line of a poem by John Macefield, and I may have got that wrong. This week I'm working away from home, it's half term, and I'm working in, um, in a control room for the police, um, dealing with huge amounts of information. Uh, my job is monitoring social media and responding, responding to media inquiries. Uh, but there are other people in the room who are intelligence and CCTV operators um, and people on uh, police radios. And all week, it's just been constant information flow, backwards and forwards, shouting across the room and uh, making very quick decisions about uh, risk and whether we need to deploy and whether we need to deal with things. And now I'm lying on the beach... Uh, in East Sussex just listening to the sea looking up at the sky to the right of me the sun's setting to the left of me there are other people just sitting meditating looking out over the sea on the horizon there are a load of uh, wind turbines just gently spinning round and there's an aeroplane flying across just cutting through the sky, leaving behind the vapour trail. And this meditation of just sitting by the sea has been really powerful for me today. Because there's so much information flow, because I felt fairly overwhelmed all week, actually just sitting and watching the sea, and it's predictable. It's moving, it's, you know, there's still things to hold my attention but it's predictable it's calming just breathing in the sea air it's been wonderful I grew up near the sea I spent an awful lot of time on the sea as a youngster I grew up in Dorset but now I live in Surrey where uh, there isn't very much coast um, I don't get to just sit by the sea very often anymore I hadn't realised until this week quite how much I missed it. So I think I'm going to have to make an effort to try and uh, go down to the sea more frequently.
Well, that's it for now. It's been a truly amazing month and Darren, Georgia and I are so thrilled that so many people have got involved with the Comms Unplugged movement um, over the last few weeks. If you're interested in that Twitter chat, you can search it under hashtag MHincoms on Twitter. It's still there and there's loads of really useful learning and interesting comments and sharing on there. We hope you enjoyed everything you've heard today. If you'd like to get involved with the podcast in future, then do get in touch with us by emailing commsunplugged at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can buy your tickets for the main Comms Unplugged event in September on our website, commsunplugged.co.uk. See you soon.